You're listening to the Sewing and Grown podcast and radio show with Jay and Jay. All right. Uh, welcome back, everybody, to the Sewing and Growing podcast. Um, John is not with us this week. He's actually on vacation. And uh, John, if you're listening to this in the future, I hope that you had a wonderful vacation, that you are refreshed and ready to uh, get back to work because it's been long enough. <laughs> uh, but I'm not doing the podcast solo this week. I thought, man, you could I could just talk for 30 minutes. I could scream into the microphone for 30 minutes or something weird. But uh, I decided to have a, another co-host um, who's a guest, um, and that is Mr. Jeffrey Serbu. How are you, sir? I'm doing great, Jonathan. How are you? I'm doing well. Uh, been wanting to have you on the podcast for a while. Um, I'm excited that you get to kind of co-host with me today. Uh, and uh, there might be some excess background noise because we're eating lunch as well. Uh, Jeff called me right before and he said, hey, I hope you're hungry. because, Or you said, I'm hungry. I hope you are too. And he went and got his charcoal burger. So I'm eating a chili dog. Uh, and what are you eating? Buffalo burger with a jalapeno popper. <laughs> so... Uh, that's a new thing for the show. I'm actually kind of digging it. So every once in a while, I'm going to take a bite of my uh, unhealthy but really delicious uh, lunch. <laughs> so, Jeff, why don't you kind of start off by telling us who you are? We obviously know your name because I've said it like four different times. But who is Jeffrey Serbu? What do you do? Just give us a brief uh, introduction to yourself, if you would. First and foremost, I'm a... Uh... I'm a family man. Um, okay. Christian coming here to New Creations Church. The family, Jennifer and two kids, Lily and John. And that's what grounds me in a lot of my decision making. Um, okay. Now that I'm a father, I work for Habitat for Humanity. I'm one of the directors of retail operations or the director of retail operations. So I have the opportunity to oversee um, true impact in our community. Nice. And I, and I take a lot of responsibility and I hold myself incredibly accountable in that role. I also get to fish a lot <laughs> and that's great. I'm a fishing guy in the Valley. That's what bro brought my wife and I, Jennifer to the Valley wow. in 2005. Um, I've consulted, I've turned around a couple of businesses for some other folks, um, yeah. rebuilding and selling farms. So I've, I've done a little of everything. We've consulted. I built restaurants for 17 years, little Hewlett wow. Packard back in this whole Sarbanes-Oxley day. So I was, you know, building bank securities and um, redundant service for around the world, building wow. um, classified submarines. So I've done what? a little, I've done some fun things, research submarines. It's, I, I've had a wonderful work experience. Um, I'm incredibly blessed. Wow. You're a man of many talents. Uh, I'm going to encourage you to get a little closer to the mic. Sounds good. You, they might, you might, we might be able to hear it just fine, but like I said, the closer you are, the better the quality is, but you don't want your mustache to hit it. <laughs> He's just sitting across the table from me with a killer mustache. I'll tell you what. I'm going to tell this to all the ladies listening. I know we have ladies who listen to the podcast. Sometimes this kind of feels like a very heavily, like, uh, uh, it's geared towards men a lot. I'm really not trying to gear it only towards men, trying to gear it towards everybody else. But I want the the women to know this about mustaches because it's kind of unanimous across the board. Most women hate mustaches, and uh, including like our spouses. My wife tolerates it but she doesn't like it. And they keep saying, why would you do that? You know, like, don't you know that looks gross? And I just want to let all the women know this. Men rock mustaches, not for you. They rock it for each other. 
You're right. Exactly. <laughs> because all men just love a good mustache. I mean, I can't say all men. That's an absolute, and I'm not sure. I haven't met everybody. But uh, most of the guys that I've ran into, they uh, will acknowledge and compliment a good mustache. And I think we do it for each other. For each other. Yeah. It's kind of like the bro code. <laughs> mustache. If you're fishing with me lately, you better have one. <laughs> you better have one. Let's uh let's roll into the fishing subject a little bit if you don't mind. Yeah, sure. Uh, I've gone fishing with you a few times. Haven't caught much. Probably count on one hand all the fish I caught when I was with you. But that's not saying much for me. <laughs> no, you're a great guide. <laughs> I just joking. am a sucky I'm student. Joking, joking. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, you were brought to the valley through fishing or by fishing. You wanted to be a guide. You realized that the Roaring Fork Valley was just the place to be, or what? No, so I've been fishing the Roaring Fork Valley since 1994. Coming up, camping. Where are you originally from? Originally from Littleton, Colorado. Okay. Just down the street from Red Rocks Amphitheater. Littleton? Littleton. I thought Red Rocks was Morrison. Yeah, it's... It's all all kind of... I'm unincorporated Littleton. Yep. Okay. Three miles as the crow flies. Oh. So real close. Real close. Rider bikes. So you were there, you came down fishing here a bunch of times, and then you just felt... The urge to come. No, I, I actually, no, I, actually, I was fishing here. I've been fishing a long time. Um, just exploring and knowing my spots and getting away. I reset through fishing. I reset my stress in my life through fishing. And I always found peace here in the Royal Fork Valley. It's therapeutic. Well, I never didn't consider guiding. I was doing a little high-end corporate guiding for Hewlett Packard, you know, okay. some executives and just taking guys fishing, having fun, doing what I love to do. And I met a gentleman in 2004, sitting outside Clark's Market up in Basalt, and he looked completely lost, um, kind of frustrated, had a, not a sour face, but a, but just a just troubled face. So I said, uh, can I ask, can I borrow the other half of your picnic table? <laughs> and we had a conversation. He, he said, his name is Andrew. Andrew said, you know, I just got this great new job and I have no clue what I'm doing. <laughs> and I'm a fishing guide. <laughs> I'm like, uh-oh, this isn't good. So we had a good conversation. I knew the valley, obviously. And I changed, he, he, just knowing his situation, looking at him, he, listening to him, I knew that he needed something. So I canceled my schedule, called the restaurant. I was working for Outback Steakhouse at the time. And Chad said, stay up an extra day. So I stayed up. Had a good conversation with Andrew, took him fishing the next day just to show him, show him some tricks of the trade, the Roaring Fork Valley, where he could take some clients to be successful. Later that summer, I get a call. I'm on an 11-day fishing trip in Wyoming, and I'm checking my messages, and I got this phone call from John Livingston, director of fly fishing at the Roaring Fork Club, saying, hey, um, I need a guide. I've already asked around. We know who you are. Why don't you come up and interview? So that's what Ugh. we did. I put together a suit from the Miracle Mile, Wyoming. I stopped at different towns, putting together, because I was in waiters, shorts, and in stinky clothes. <laughs> <laughs> I put together a, somehow, I mean, I think I was still in flip-flops, but I had dress pants on, a nice belt, and a shirt, <laughs> somewhere in Walcott. I, I even managed to shave. <laughs> and I found a razor. So you, probably weren't, you, weren't, you didn't have a mustache. <laughs> I did not have a mustache back in the day. <laughs> and, and the rest is history. I, I interviewed on the back porch. In what I put together is a pretty decent suit. Yeah. And the interview I had, the guy just got off the river. JL had his, his waders on. And I was so out of place, it felt funny. 
<laughs> and he said, okay, well, would you like to do this? And, and you said, yeah. I said, here I come, <laughs> Roaring Fork Valley. Was your wife really uh, on board at first? or? Well, she was my girlfriend at the time. Okay. We had actually just met. Wow. I said, this is a passion of mine. And I knew I had to keep her right then and there. Yeah, I made her wait five you, more years. She's following you through thick and thin. She has. Um, yeah. I'm incredibly blessed with Jennifer, um, for sure. And she has. Through thick and thin. She's done it. We've went, we've gone around the country. She's seen us fish the whole way around it. We've consulted. We've changed opportunities, um, rebuilding businesses, and just um, taking proactive steps to where we wanted to raise our children. And we mm -hmm. reset after all the moving back here in the Roaring Cork Valley to where we can uh, just set some grounds, some foundation. Nice. nice. So I get to guide here because of that. Yeah, that's awesome. You're you're pretty sought after, and you know all the sweet spots. And I feel like I can't even share the spots that you share with me. Yeah, Otherwise, we can't, we can't. Yeah, I might not be around for the next podcast. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, we just don't take you fishing there anymore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then it, then the law of averages, right? Yeah, and the fish counts go way let's, down. Let's we'll talk about that. So first time I went fishing with you, uh, yeah, I was trying to be really flashy, and I kept going back and forth, like every few every. Every 10 seconds, I'm pulling my line out the water and I'm just whipping it. I feel really, I feel like a stud. And you come over and you say, it's really not that hard. If you want to catch fish, your fly's got to be in the water. Do you remember the has got to be in the water. Do you remember the nickname I gave you that day? No. <laughs> well, I didn't say the name, but I called him BP. BP. Brad Pitt. You because called me Brad Pitt? I did because in the movie that. River Runs Through It, there's a lot yeah. of casting that goes on, but I promise you, I've never seen a fish jump out of the water to eat your fly. Get the fly in the water is what I told you. <laughs> yeah. So law of averages basically states that, I mean, for fishing wise, the longer your fly is in the water, the better chance that a fish has, uh, or a better chance you having a fish on the line. That's right. Right. So pretty simple, but still very profound and it can apply in a lot of situations in life. And that's how I look at life is I apply, um, you know, just be in the right place at the right time, more consistency in those areas, putting the fly out there, right? Yeah. Keeping it in the water and seeing what happens. Right. So obviously you need to learn a little bit about fishing to be fairly good at it. But like the most important thing is get the line in the water. And I was not the best. I'm not the best, but I caught some fish. There was times when I wanted to pull that sucker out and just cast it again because it felt good and it looked cool. But if it's not in the water, I'm not catching any fish. And when you told me that, I caught more fish after that statement than before. And in life, sometimes you don't have to be the best at something. You got to be in the right spot at the right time. And I'm also thinking about hockey because you and me played hockey together. Uh, those who are listening, we did a whole podcast on hockey. So John, P, myself, and Jeff were on the same team together. And my first year, I had no idea what I was doing, but uh, our coach and Jeff... Uh, you know, would say things like uh, crash the net, crash the net, crash the net. And he said the majority of goals are, are made on rebounds, not really flashy plays, you know, where we do a dangle and then backhand Bardowski. It's about being in the right place at the right time. And so I crashed the nets and I would just stay in front of the goal. And sure enough, a rebound would come my way and it was easy. I mean, uh, a child could have put it in the net. I mean, the goalies on the other side, all I had to do is just knock it in. And so I wasn't even that good, but I scored goals because I was in the right place at the right time. You positioned yourself for success. Absolutely. I remember it very clearly. <laughs> so talk to me about that mindset a little bit in life, positioning yourself for success. So 
it's not a hard subject. It's just, you know, find the right, right story. That's yeah. not going to take, you know, two hours. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, you know, you have to be grounded. You have to have a value system and you have to be in, in a vision to what you want to accomplish. And depending on who you are, right? Who, mm. what you want to accomplish. We know what um, we stand for. And I know what I stand for as a Christian. So I, I try to align my life consistently enough, putting myself in the right position to where, because I need the help. I need it every single day of my life okay. where I am setting myself up for success through consistently positioning myself and resetting because it has to happen as well. You know, you get off course, but through consistency, you're building a broad foundation to where you can reset when the tough times happen or you make a mistake and you can reset that much quicker to take your next positive step or stop positive um, move forward. Mm -hmm. um, there's a great book traction out there. And, you know, you don't you never want to get stuck in the mud. You always want to, you know, when you got things going good, well, how can you make it better, right? Yeah. But don't lose traction. Wise words to live by. Well, I had a great example of my father. Yeah. My grandpa as well. Um, here, I surround myself by friends who have the same mindset. So it's fun to be able to celebrate success stories through that consistent, you know, just that, that value system. What do you want to accomplish? Consistently, I'm going to put myself in that way. And then listening to my friends and their stories as they succeed is a motivation to me. Yeah. And it, it's, you know, and we all need it, right? I'm, right. I'm always motivated by that. I heard, you know, um, I heard a great story from Jonathan just the other day, which I, I can't, <laughs> I hope he shares today because it's so great. And I'm like, oh, wow, the overflow. That's going to be great. That's, that's, that's <laughs> awesome. What a great byproduct. Oh, but it's, but it's fun seeing what you can accomplish through, through a great value system. My, what I said back in 1994 we were asked to write a bunch of goals. Um, when I was first starting, I became an international trainer with a restaurant company. And they asked us to write down a comment that you wanted to bring to the table every single day. And I couldn't write one. I couldn't write one. Then it came to me so easy. It's like, I'm going to make a positive difference in someone else's day every day. Yeah. And, I, and, I, and I, I haven't wavered every single day. I look for the opportunity. I feel blessed and led in those opportunities. But I have an opportunity to change somebody's day. If I'm aware, if I'm alert in what my surroundings are, the people I'm with, how can I change what I'm doing to make a positive difference in their day? And then it's amazing the connection you can make with people. It's, yeah. it's, it's inspirational. It's motivating. Well, just going from personal experience with you, I, every time I'm around you, you affected me positively. You always give me something to take away, to chew on, meditate on a little bit, and something to apply in my life. I feel like you're always very, very intentional. Even with your words, I think that you, you don't just say things to say things. And I really appreciate how whenever I ask you a question or whenever I have, you know, uh, a conversation with you, you take time to listen and ponder and respond in a way that is just very inspiring because I feel like no words with you are wasted. So I really appreciate that about you. Well, thank you. And I, yeah. I think that's just comes from learning and listening and being a student. Yeah, just willing willingness to learn, and I, um, I don't take any of that credit whatsoever. None of that credit. Um, mm. I've had role models and examples. I have a father that um, has given me examples my whole life. That that really has. Um, whenever I need that listening ear, it wasn't talking over me. He always listened and valued whatever the situation was, and he and he and he helped me apply it. And he gave me opportunity to, to apply it. Yeah. So it, it's just, it's just, I don't know. I don't know any different, but it's so wonderful that um, I didn't know that. So I'm glad, <laughs> I'm glad because I do value people. Yeah. If you ask my wife, Jennifer, what, 
what motivates me and it's and it's valuing and growing people. Yeah. And that's that's what I stand for. And so it's just part of that. It's just a walk yeah. of who Jeff is. And whatever whatever you value, you give your time, your attention, your energy, and even your resources to. And I can say that you've done all that with me in my life. I mean, you'll you, even today, you're a very busy guy. You rearranged your schedule because you saw the value in having a conversation with me. So I think that's awesome. You're a really great role model. You give your time, energy, um, and even resources to the things that are important to you. And I'll tell you a story that maybe you don't even remember, but uh, something that impacted my life uh, a lot from you was a few years ago, uh, you took me and John, the other guy on this podcast who's not here right now, you took us to Hong's Garden and we ate, I think I ate Shrimp Supreme, which is no longer on the menu, but it's like, Really good deep fried shrimp with jalapenos. It's spicy, but it's just, it's good. It's hot in all the right ways. It's just good. Anyways, you were just talking about, I think this very thing, consistency. And I know at that time we were kind of working our way up the ladder in maintenance and we were asking you questions just about how to kind of progress and how to set ourselves up for promotion. Because, you know, I feel like if somebody hasn't earned it and they come up to you and say, hey, I want to raise, you're going to be like, uh, excuse me. But when you recognize that person and then you go to them, it's way more meaningful all around for that person and for you. And I remember we were just talking about it. And before this conversation, I would get sick a lot. And I had uh, a bunch of different stomach issues where I even thought I had Crohn's disease. I went to the doctor and they uh, alluded to that. And I was like, uh, what? But I would get sick a lot. And so I was calling in sick to work. I don't know, three times a month. And uh, it was just frustrating for me. It was probably frustrating for Pastor Mark. But I remember you saying as a boss, uh, as a, an employer, you're like, if someone is not feeling well, I mean, granted, there are situations where someone is just, you know, very, very ill and they can't come. But a lot of times I'd wake up and I'd be like, you know, I just don't feel good. And I'd call in. And then uh, you, uh, you said, I would rather that person come into work and show forth the effort and the commitment to the job. And then I won't even put them to work, but just the fact that they come in, I'll send them home and be like, you know what, take the day off. Uh, but just them coming in was like a, a testament to their commitment to you that you were willing to give them the day anyways. And you said, be that kind of employee that comes in even when they don't feel like it. What shifted in my mind was that I had that attitude and every time I felt sick, I would come in anyways, and I find myself not getting sick nearly as much. Now, I mean, it happens every once in a while, but I feel like I, I, my overall health has increased just with that mindset of being committed. Do you, I don't even think you remember saying that, and I just really, I talked for a long time there, but uh, I don't want people to get that mindset or the idea that your employer determines your health and whatnot, but just the, the attitude shift of coming in even when I don't feel like it, uh, really helped my overall health. I was a lot less sick. I think Tony Robbins once said, show up. Yeah. Just plain simple. In his cool voice, show up. Yeah. And, and it does make a difference and it does make you feel better. And that's, you know, um, I don't know if we share it on the show, but that's part of my right. testimony. I mean, yeah, that's, yeah. We just, we showed up when my son needed it most, when he was struggling, when mm. we couldn't, when we knew where every single fire station was, just in case he crashed, we know where to stop first. I mean, that's that's a lot of stress. Yeah. And we showed up. We changed our mindset. Yeah. As soon as we changed that mindset, like you did, um, 
we started speaking life, mm -hmm. I'm going to tell you, things changed. He wasn't the sick boy anymore. He was healthy and he was growing. Yeah. So emotional stuff, but it's, it is, it's, it's about the mindset and it's, it's a conscious decision you have to make. Yeah. Show up. And that show up could be show up through prayer, show up through, through yeah. everything you do. Show up for your employer, show up for your other people, show up for your teammates, show up, show up for your family. Yeah. Show up with a burger. That we haven't eaten, but I'm, I'm looking you, at it and I you, am drooling. So I know, I gave you a lot talking. of I, I talked forever there. I thought you were going to take a bite. I was, I was so tempted, but I didn't want to. Yeah, I, make I it sorry. I didn't, what, I didn't know I was going to say that. And so I was trying to formulate what I was going to say as I was saying it. So I kind of talked around in circles, but no, uh, that, I think you get what I was trying to thank say. You. And yes, hopefully I the do. listener yes. gets that too. Right I want to reiterate that your boss isn't in charge of your personal health, physical health, but it's the attitude, like you said, show up value what you do. So a lot of people, it's a hireling mindset and an owner mindset. And even if you are an employee, you can still act. Oh, I mean, first of all, you're a steward. You're a steward of what's been given to you. But just that stewardship and even ownership mindset sets you up for a promotion. So I'm like, the boss doesn't take very many sick days, right? And there's a reason why they're at the top. Uh, and so having that attitude and that mindset, just show up will not only affect you physically and in your own health, just changing that, but it sets you up for promotion. Uh, and so I am a testament to that. I feel like at, uh, where I was five years ago when we had that lunch, uh, I, I'm way ahead of that. And uh, I owe a lot of that to what you said. So thank you very much. You took a bite, right? Yeah. Okay, good. Small. <laughs> uh, uh, what else will you want to talk about? Uh, goals? Oh, you want me to tell tell that thing? Will I you was, share that story? Yeah. Uh, okay. we, I think it was Sunday night, maybe Monday night. You shared that story. We were yeah. talking about cars. Yeah, we're both we really cars. into cars. We both really like uh, Porsches and McLarens. And all the ones that are the dream fantasy cars that are really, really expensive. Uh, what was I saying? Oh, yeah. I was showing you that picture, and then I kind of made – I said, Goals. And you were like, yeah, goals. And we kind of looked at it. And then I was like, well, actually, it's not a good goal. If my main goal is just to get a really expensive car, then I, then I think I'm missing the point of life. So uh, Matthew 6.33 says, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added unto you, um, which these things could include a Porsche one day. <laughs> but uh, that's not the main focus of your life. It's, it's uh, pursuing God and his plan and his will for your life. And when you make that your goal, out of the overflow of blessing that comes with being in the will of God, those are those added untos. And so I'd, I would much rather make my goal to be pleasing to God, and the overflow is the nice car one day. Because um, also, I think that if you make your primary goal some material thing, once you obtain that thing, you idolize it and it, get, and it, and it owns you. There you go. Yeah. So is it bad to have those types of, you know, aspirations? No. But it's a byproduct of the overflow. There you go. That's kind of what I said, right? That's exactly oh, it. Cool. And that byproduct, yeah, it's yeah, your heart's prepared, right? Your yeah. your, your mind's prepared. And like you said, I love what you say and it it again. It goes both ways here. I'm learning here from, from Jonathan. It <laughs> resonates, right? That byproduct. You're, you're prepared. You're prepared to, to receive that. I believe that's going to impact more lives 
watching that example versus just going at and like you said, being so material focused that that's all you care about. What else? What have you stomped on the way? What have you neglected right. along the way? So I love that. That's you're 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 ministering to me here, okay? Because that's <laughs> it's it's so okay. great. I love it. I can apply it so many different ways. Nice. And I love it. What's one thing in your life maybe that maybe someone said to you or something you've read or listened to or learned um, that you work on applying on a daily basis or something that's helped sustain you throughout the years? Well, I'm, I know go I'm, back putting, to, I'm putting you on the spot. I apologize. That's okay. I'm going to go back to um, just what we are all dealing with right now. Mm-hmm. And everyone's dealing with COVID. The Cove. The Cove. You had it. Right? The vid. Oh, yeah, I had it. And I had a, I. I it wasn't fun. I'm not going to lie. It was not fun. It was brutal. Um, yeah. When you're taking a f- nap on your front porch, because that's the best spot you can find. <laughs> it's, not, it's not good. But everyone, you know, yeah, it's on the spot. But here's, here's what we reset in. And I looked to a leader and an example I have in Bob Chapman. Okay. And he has a quote that um, our objective is that every life we touch we have the responsibility to send them home. We're talking staff, safe, healthy, and fulfilled. Hmm. For the past two years, I have not, I haven't negotiated. I haven't wavered. Sorry, that's the right word. I haven't wavered in that mindset for the people around me, for my staff, for my family, whoever's dealing with this. I want to send people home fulfilled. And to get there, you, you first have to care about health mm-hmm. um, and their safety. When you reset yeah. there, it builds character. We talk about character. It builds, um, if you're consistent in that, you're going to influence lives. And that, through that consistency, they're going to see a selflessness, I believe. And we're going to have more selfless people helping people. I, I don't know. Yeah. That's, sorry, it was on the spot. That's, but that's, <laughs> that that, great. That, that's all I have because that's what I, I don't know. That's, that's what I see. That's what um, we've lived. And I have a wonderful leadership team. Mm. Um, that has also adopted this and lives it every single day. And I love, now I get to look back and see all the examples of all these people um, that maybe I've had a chance yeah. to touch their life and see the examples and how it has expanded and broadened through yeah. them. It's cool. That's really good. I, I am reminded of that saying that as that goes, um, you don't, people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. And so you could be a, wealth of knowledge and resource for somebody and you could really impart something into their life but if they don't first know that you care about them they are not going to be able to receive from you at all and so that's really important uh building a relationship of trust with someone so you can impart into their life and i think that you're a really good model of that just what were those three things you said you gotta leave them fulfilled safe safe healthy healthy and that creates the fulfillment. Yeah. You know, you have a chance at having folks go home or go out into their community and feel fulfilled in what they get to do, yeah. what they are doing and their impact. Wow. Man, I think that if everybody applied that, um, especially employer to employee relationships, probably go away a, a lot smoother. So I think the biggest thing, going back to that hireling mentality is that somebody who's just has the hireling mentality thinks uh, the boss is just using me to make more money. And a lot of times that's true. Kind of sucks. But uh, I think those really healthy relationships uh, are birthed out of the employer really making sure 
that the people working under him and for him uh, know that uh, he truly cares and that he's interested in their health and their safety and ultimately their fulfillment in the job and in life. Uh, and I know just giving a shout out to my boss and my, my, my pastor, Pastor Mark, he really goes out of his way to make sure that we are cared for and that he cares for us. And uh, even though we're all trying to accomplish and march towards the same goal, he's not going to uh, uh, do it at all costs. And, you know, there's not a pile of injured employer employees, you know, in his wake because he's really wanting to make sure that we're all going to reach the same place together. That makes sense. Not that you don't trust him already, but yeah, doesn't it give you a, a true sense of trust? Yeah, absolutely. And that's, that's where, that's the foundation of it all. Trust. Yeah. And trust isn't earned. You give I, trust. I believe in that. Yeah. I think uh, you want to be a person that is always working to earn someone's trust. I don't want to assume that you're going to give it to me. That's right. Absolutely. But I will, I will give it to you regardless, but I want to make sure that I'm always operating in a standard that earns your trust. Yes. Yeah. Same with honor. We talked about honor two weeks ago. So it's the kind of same thing. You give honor to all people, but I want to work really hard to be honorable. Because um, not everybody's going to give it. Not everybody's going to give trust. No. That's the sad thing about society. And, you know, some people aren't deserving of trust. But how do you deal with that? I mean, if you're supposed to give it. So, so I, with the line of work I get to do, yeah. Um, you know, it's, we're going to make a lot of mistakes. It's just the nature of the business, but through consistency in doing the right thing, yeah. every chance you get when people are looking or not. Okay. It also establishes character. Then when you do mess up, it's that much easier for people to still trust you and forgive you because they know you have their best intentions. You have the best of the community in mind, the best of the person you're right. dealing with. We're not all perfect. We know this, right? right? There's only one who was, right? Yeah. We're not perfect, but consistency in doing the right thing. It goes back down to that consistency word. It's so important. Um, and it gives, I believe it gives you the, when you're more consistent and you do mess up, it gives you a little flexibility yeah. to, to broaden your, you know, stretch a little further because you know you know, I'm doing this. I'm trying to do this for the right reasons. And if I mess up a little bit on along the way, I'm going to have forgiveness. And how much more that's empowering in itself, right? Yeah. You're willing to reach out. And when you're reaching out, you're growing. Mm -hmm. And when you're growing, what else is the impact of that growth? What's the byproduct of that growth? I know we have more jobs because <laughs> of it, right? We have, right. We're creating opportunity. We're creating, um, yeah, we'll just end there. Opportunity. Consistency creating opportunity. I love that because no matter what your skill level is or knowledge level is, whether you didn't graduate high school or you have a master's degree, every single person can practice consistency in their lives, right? You might be thinking, well, I don't know as much as this person. I'm not as skilled. It doesn't matter because I can't speak for you, but I'm thinking you as an employer would much rather hire someone who's consistent rather than somebody who knows a lot, but you don't know if they're going to be there or give a hundred percent on a certain day. It's very trite. Yeah. But I'm going to say something. Okay. 
showing up matters. There it is again. Absolutely. Showing up, doing the right thing. Uh, we can train skills. Yeah. But either you have or don't have the right attitude. Right. Now, can we influence attitudes? I believe so. Mm -hmm. But when you're hiring, you're hiring attitude. You mm -hmm. know if you have the right person that they can accomplish anything through a little yeah. bit of training. Absolutely. Even a Barnowski, right? <laughs> yeah. I think <laughs> consistency is a really good equalizer because it levels the playing field. It takes all that other stuff out of the way. Um, and like we said earlier, through that consistency, it creates opportunity uh, for you, even if you don't have that certain skill set. Mm -hmm. So I think that's really awesome. Even when the Bardowski's, even if, <laughs> even, I don't know what I'm saying, just Bardowski's. <laughs> we know how many we've, we've worked on it. You know, you try to hit the bar. Yeah. For those of you who don't know what we're talking about in hockey, when you, uh, especially when it's a backhander, uh, when you fling that puck up and it hits the top bar of the net and then goes into the goal, it makes this ping sound, and we call it a bar down ski. And it's, it's one of the best sounds, sounds in the world. Awesome. Oh yeah, I or drink. the post. Yeah, the, yeah, but the but posts the, usually don't go. It's a different ching, <laughs> right? It is, isn't it? Well, yeah, the post isn't as it doesn't. It's not as much metal, so it doesn't rever reverberate as much. Oh, it's like a dong. Yeah, ping. Oh, bar down ski. Oh, bar down ski. <sighs> You're Sorry, me in the hockey, hockey nerds. <laughs> All right. Well, we're at that point where we kind of do our wisdom of the day. I know you, I kind of asked you about kind of one thing that really helped you with your life, but just in reference to this podcast and what we talked about, maybe one thing that you're going to take away, and it doesn't have to be what I said, maybe just something that you're going to take away and that you encourage the listeners to take away from today's podcast. Key takeaway, wisdom of the day. What do you got? And if you don't have one right now, I can give you mine. You want me to go first? Yeah, you go first okay. because I have one, but I want to hear it. I want okay. to hear yours. It's motivation. Well, uh, the the wisdom of the day I'm going to take is fr from uh, what you said is that uh, your primary goal each and every day is to affect someone positively in their life. Uh, leave the, leave that experience with on a positive note and bringing some type of positivity and growth and change in that person's life. And then what you said as kind of as an employer that your main goal is to make sure that people that their safety, their health and their fulfillment. Mm -hmm. Right. I think that was the order yeah. and not, that doesn't just have to be an employer mentality, but anyone you encounter as a Christian, we are supposed to be selfless and have everyone else's best interests at heart. That's what love is. So anytime I'm talking with someone, I care about their safety, their health and their fulfillment. And you're a great listener. You listen. I think well, that really you. helps as well. Well, good. I thought I did a lot of talking today, but I'm glad. Well, I, I think you, you were just that. trying to get me a bite of burger. Yeah. <laughs> okay. We'll chalk it up to that. What's yours? I would say showing up. Yeah. And consistency, your consistency in showing up mm -hmm. and what the outcome of that can be. And I have my own areas of work to, or uh, life to work on. How am I going to apply it right now? I'm going to tell you. I'm working on a couple opportunities right now. I believe in practicing that, showing up, show up after work. It's you're tired. Show up and build that business plan. Yeah. Show up and build that model, and that'll help that goal be accomplished. So I'm going to show up in that area. That's that's what I would take away. I, I encourage you to show up and just be consistent. Be consistent for the right reasons. Yeah. That's and that's awesome. usually a selfless reason. Yeah. And it's motivating. Cool. I use that word a lot, don't I? Motivating? Motivating. I'm sorry. I'm. You could be a motivational speaker. Hmm. You think you got the right voice, the right tone. 
even even if you decide to keep the mustache, I still I think you're going to be a good <laughs> motivational speaker. It kind of gets hooked on the mic every once in a while, you guys. I'm just going to say. It's not like this big, big, big stash. It's not a Burt Reynolds. It's a good one. It's not a Tom Selleck. Is that Selleck. what they called it? Yeah. The Tom Selleck had the best ever, right? Yeah. Oh, that was a good, good stash. One. Yeah, it's very good. Uh, Jonathan, thank you so much. Yeah, thank yeah, you. Yeah, no, no. I appreciate you, yeah, you bring me in and having a conversation. I mean, um, you're welcome. This is impactful work. So thank you. You're welcome. Uh, we usually end with a prayer. Would you like to pray us out? Yeah, Father God, I just, wow, I just thank you for this time together, this this invitation, uh, just to just to help give a nugget to somebody out there who's listening, just to, we just, Father God, we just thank you and just for the opportunity to be here, to have this time to do this, to celebrate, to to talk as friends, but also talk your word, Father God. So we just thank you for this opportunity. We thank you for the impact that will come, that nugget that someone takes and impacts someone else's life. We thank you for that. We thank you for the overflow that's coming for each and every person. Thank you for that overflow. Oh God, you're so good. We just, again, thank you. In your name, amen. Amen. All right. Well, that is it for today's episode. I hope you got something out of that. We appreciate you taking the time out of your day to listen to the Sewing and Growing podcast. And uh, next episode, uh, John will be back in the seat. Although I loved having you as a co-host, Jeff. um, Thank you. And uh, we uh, will see you guys next week. Thank you. Have a great one.